Week 17 of the NBA 2021-22 season was trade week, and it was a busy one. This is Run It Back, NBA Week in Review, Trade Edition. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money, you can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Beach Basket. Date sports, post-game reports, debates and play-by-play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up, you can ask Peach Basket. The Peach Basket, coming tune on air. The Peach Basket, where the news begins. We're dropping news, like we're in the stands. Creative news from the Astros fans. This is the show where we go coast to coast to talk to fans of the teams that made the biggest trades. Tonight, I'm excited to talk to Jack. He runs a very good LA Clippers Twitter account. JP to talk New Orleans Pelicans. Tom to talk Sacramento Kings. Akeem Evans to talk Philadelphia 76ers. And Brandon Wynn to talk Washington Wizards. Also be joined from time to time by Steve Priscillo and Isaac Edelman of our partner site, FL Teams, as we break down one of the wildest NBA trade seasons ever. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 and sponsor of Run It Back NBA Week in Review. All right, our recap of the wildest NBA trade season continues as we drop the pin in the state capital of California, Sacramento, and welcome Tom Witt. Tom runs the Sacktown Crown Twitter account. The Kings acquired DeMontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, and Jeremy Lamb from the Indiana Pacers in exchange for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Tom, I'm going to go ahead and bring you in. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I've got to say, I um, you know, started this site, uh, the Peach Basket, in an effort to be a, a voice for the fan. Uh, I had a great time writing at one time for Bleacher Report. I didn't find great opportunities like what I had. Uh, so we started this site. Um, and you know, we, we've got a great group of contributors, about 50, but we didn't have a Sacramento Kings contributor. And I hated that because this was, a, to me, an interesting trade. And so I reached out to, to Twitter and was really, really grateful to have uh, Tom um, say that he loved to come on. Um, and that's exactly what our site exists for. Uh, we are voice of the fan. Tom is a fan, runs a great account, a great Kings fan. And I'm real excited to talk to you. And there's a lot to talk about. Let's start by asking the very simple question, Tom. What do you like about this pretty big trade in Sacramento? Oh, man, I like everything. I uh, I mean, Sacramento, the Sacramento uh, Kings world, the Twitter world has been uh, 
positive and loving this trade right here. Um, there's a few aspects that I really like about it. Um, just the players that we got in. Um, I mean, Sabonis is a, a uh, franchise changer, um, especially with De'Aaron Fox next to him. Uh, the Kings had a great problem of having uh, too many great or good point guards with uh, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, and then the, uh, the rookie Davion Mitchell. Um, so I was sad to see Halliburton go as he was one of my fan favorites and uh, a great player, probably a future all-star. Um, but it was a necessary move for the Kings to make just because they had, uh, they had uh, not, a lot of, uh, not a lot of wing or big man depth. Um, and Sabonis mm -hmm. just kind of fills all of that. He can run up and down the floor. Uh, he averages five assists a game for a big man. Um, very smart. And he's already said that he wants to spend his career in Sacramento. And uh, if you want to win over the Sacramento Kings fan base, uh, yeah. say you like Sacramento and the Kings, and we'll be rabid for you. Um, <laughs> I would also say uh, another uh, one of the biggest parts of the trade, honestly, was, um, as they say, addition by subtraction. Um, hmm. Buddy Heald uh, was a, uh, a polarizing figure in Sacramento. He could go uh, five for six, uh, you know, in a row, hitting those threes and lighting up the, uh, the fan base. And then he could dribble the ball off his foot 15 times and go two of 17 and uh, really be a, uh, be a hindrance to the Kings uh, uh, tr trying to win. Um, so I think just two aspects of this trade, uh, the two trades, even the Marvin Bagley, uh, to Detroit for Trey Lyles, Josh Jackson, and then Dante DiVincenzo was added in there. Um, so I think with the Kings getting some added uh, added wing depth with those guys that aren't DeMontis Sabonis, um, and then getting DeMontis Sabonis is big time, uh, first all-star in Sacramento since DeMarcus Cousins, and probably the best player on the team now. Uh, but the biggest thing, honestly, was I think getting rid of Buddy Heald and getting uh, Marvin Bagley a change of scene as, as well. Um, so I think that's just all around, uh, like, 9 out of 10 uh, positives. The only negative is that we really loved uh, Tyrese Halliburton. He loved it here, and he's probably going to be a few star. Um, but I love this trade. Kind of pushed the pace a little bit more, like the Kings have been talking about. Good chain of uh, culture in Sacramento. Um, yeah. Number one, I was real excited to hear how excited the Kings were about this trade. Um I think Sabonis is the, and I'm not putting him in the same category as Chris Weber, but I think he is that same type of player cut from the same mold. And we all know what Chris Weber did in Sacramento. What I love about the Sacramento Kings is that fan base is so, yep, we lost Tom, but that fan base is so passionate. They love their team. I'll never forget. This was, I don't know, decades ago, but I think it was Bobby Jackson. I might be wrong. Fell into the crowd and onto the lap of a, of a lady that was watching the game, put his arm around her, ate some popcorn, and gave her a kiss on the cheek. I'll, I'll never forget. I don't know that that could fly today. But that relationship that the Kings had with that fan base is special. And you don't have that a lot of places. Um, you brought up that the biggest loss here um, is Halliburton. And that blew my mind, giving up on somebody so young. With so much potential, and Tom, we heard you, you know, talk about his potential. I think that's the part that just is shocking to me. And I also heard you say play in. I'm gonna bring you back. I see that you're you're back. Hopefully, a reboot worked. I gotta ask, and then I'll bring in Akeem and Steve. Are you guys thinking in, in, in Sacramento now that the play in is is an option? Is that is is that within reach for the Kings after this trade? 
shoot. Well, I, I think we got the general consensus, um, certainly enough to, to chat a little bit. Akeem, I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to bring Steve in. Maybe we talk amongst ourselves. Hopefully, um, Tom can get things worked out. I know yeah. how frustrating technical difficulties yeah. are. Um, yeah, he dropped again. Shoot. Um, all right, Akeem, let me start with you because I know you 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 researched this trade for your Indiana Pacers article. Uh, it sounds like the Kings are excited. They're happy. They got a they got a he said a franchise changing player, which it, that's high praise, man. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Do you, do you see the Sacramento Kings as the winners here? Uh, I don't. I feel Halliburton. But- yeah. Sabonis is the best player in the trade right now. Like today, he's a better player than Halliburton. Right. But I think even by next year, Halliburton will be the better player. Because wow. um, I was looking at his statistics in the in 13 games this year when De'Aaron Fox was out of the lineup. Halliburton averaged 19.5 points per game, 9.7 assists to three and a half turnovers and four rebounds. Which there aren't a lot of guys in the league that can give you 20 points and 10 assists. There's like four of those guys in the whole right. league, whereas, you know, Sabonis, there's a lot of uh, inside players like that. He, he's a very good passer himself, but I just think Halliburton has a very modern skill set and will be easier to build around in Indiana, and that's how Indiana wants to build it. So, yeah, you know, it, oh, I'm sorry. It's funny. Um you know, originally, originally, it, it was always said that you, when you talk about the winner of the trade, you, you just ask who got the best player. Um, but that is a little short-sighted, right? Because you're absolutely right. I think the best player right now is Sabonis, hands down. But if you look at you know the, the, the life of this trade over, you really won't know who won it for another couple of years, um, which is why I asked you, you know, who's, who wins the trade in five years? Um, this is really going to age me, but Elton Brand was traded for um, – Shoot, now I can't uh, remember his name. Tyson, the center. Chandler. Tyson Chandler? Tyson Chandler. As a rookie, he hadn't even played a game, and Elton Brand was traded for Tyson Chandler. And obviously, Elton Brand was the better player, but they asked Elton Brand about his thoughts on the trade. And he said, this Tyson Chandler kid's going to be amazing. So we we just don't know. Now, I think at the end of the day, that was still a win for the, the Clippers, who ended up getting Elton Brand. Because uh, Tyson Chandler never really became, I think, better. But you've got you, you. The point is, you can't judge a trade based on the day of the trade. You just can't. You're absolutely right. And for you to say Tyrese Halliburton might be better next season is wild, uh, but plausible, plausible. Steve, what do you think? I, I kind of like um, I like Sabonis. I think he's a very good player. You know, an all-star for a couple of years. But I think the bigger issue for Sacramento is there's a culture change they need. Um, it's just, it's a bad stigma on the, on the franchise. I've always liked watching them and, and you know, I, I like some of their play. And I, I think they have some talent. However, it just seems, A, they don't want to defend. B, they, they're not together. It, it's just the same old song every year. And I, I think the more guys you begin to ship out, and you begin to change it, I think that's how it change, you know, how, how they will ultimately improve. I think in the same way, and you, you researched Indiana, I think in, in the same way, um, Carlisle came in, those guys aren't his players, and he needs to change a culture and slowly 
you know, run some guys out, which they've done so far with Levert and Sabonis leaving. Um, but I think both both franchises need some change to, to get them in the right track. Yeah, that's one thing Tom said, you know, before before he had to drop. You know, he talked about changing the culture uh, in Sacramento, which absolutely has to be done. Um, that team has not had a great history. Um, and, and when you look at the history of really bad teams, there is no worse franchise than the Los Angeles Clippers. They were voted the number one worst franchise by SI. You know, this was years ago. But you take a look at what can happen. It takes time, right? It takes time, but you can change the culture. Right now, the Clippers are a destination. Now, they have the advantage of being in L.A. It certainly helps. But they were in L.A. 20 years ago. Nobody wanted to come. Um, now you, you can see the change. And if if this is the start of them trying to change that perspective in Sacramento, I'm all for it. I think that's awesome um, because I, I really love that fan base um, and um, you know, hope that that team works out for them. Let me ask you guys this, Akeem and Steve, and then we're going to um, drop for about 10 minutes before we talk Los Angeles Clippers and their big trade. Uh, Tom, and I just got this little snippet, man. I, I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, Tom, but Tom, I think said play in. Um, that that's a great goal. Um, and, and I don't have the, 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 I don't have the standings in front of me, but I would think right now they're about the 12th position or so. Um, do you think the Sacramento Kings now, uh, are, you know, they'd have to bounce over if they are at 12, whoever's at 11, they'd have to bounce over the Pelicans, um, you know, potentially get over the Lakers. Right. And, and then you're right in the heat of the play. And do you think that's possible for the Kings? Uh, Akeem, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's possible. It, it really depends how quickly they can fit Sabonis in. And, you know, when I watch him play, he's a very fiery guy. So on court, it appears that he has some leadership qualities about him. And it seems like the Kings have needed a leader for a while. Yeah. So maybe that will inject some energy into the team and down the stretch, they'll play better. Um, but New Orleans also got better. LA, yeah, LA might start playing better if they change some things who knows uh if if ad stays healthy they're going to be better so right. it's going to be pretty tough to get in front of those two teams yeah and just to clarify the kings are right now at 13 uh half a game behind the spurs for 12 they're two games behind the pelicans at 11 uh and the pace uh, pardon me the blazers at 10 so yeah they're i mean they're there. I think the Blazers will probably dip. The Pelicans, like you said, got better. The Spurs, you never count them out. Uh, but yeah, when I look at this, you know, I think there's something to that, uh, Tom. That that might very well happen. Steve, what do you think? Do you think the play-in is a possibility for the Kings? Yeah, I, I do. Um, but I think the bigger and, and it would be a great thing for Sacramento to get into sure. a playing game and so on. But I think the bigger picture when you make a trade or do anything. Does this bring you closer? And, and maybe I'm way ahead of myself, but does this bring you closer to winning the whole thing? Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, because if you're in it just to get into a play-in game, what are you doing? You know, so so Sabonis is good. You put him in the top 25 in the NBA? No, I don't. So mm -hmm. is he going to bring you to even the final four in, your in, the, in the West? I don't think so. Right. So what I'm saying is, with every step you make, you're trying to move it closer 
to getting near the ring. And, you know, it's going to take a while, but that, that's how I kind of look at situations. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. And, and again, I haven't known Tom long, uh, but we had a great um, Kings contributor last season, Ryan. Ryan, if you're listening or watching, we miss you. Um, I'll put on my Kings uh, correspondent hat right now and say that while this is not going to change anything in terms of our ability to win a championship, this moves the needle closer right. to that end goal because we're changing our culture. Right. Um, and, and that's what I think this is. This is uh, really you know, a long the long game as opposed yeah. to the short game. Tom is back. Tom, we're bringing you in. How are you? Guys, I'm so sorry. I had full <laughs> bars, but I think they're putting a lot of uh, new internet up in Sacramento. And so uh, I apologize for that. I apologize for that. But just like the Sacramento Kings, we're a little bit late to the party. So <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I think we encapsulated. We might have put some words in your mouth. Let, let me ask you this, Tom, because we this is the one area I wasn't sure if I caught right, but we just asked uh, we just asked this question of Steve and Akeem, their contributors with the Peach Basket, uh, and I want to make sure I heard you right. Right now in Sacramento, after this trade, do you see the play-in as a viable option for this team? One hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's okay. the goal. Um, that's what that's what GM Monty McNair uh, stated today in his press conference. Um, there was only a little bit of wavering um, during that. I think maybe uh, like time period when there were some uh, rumors for a Fox trade a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I think the plan's always been the uh, the quote unquote goal. Um, I, uh, I always think back to a couple of years ago, the year before the play-in. Uh, it was uh, when they, I think Dave Yeager was coaching the Kings. Um, they were about nine games out of the eighth seed. Um, but they uh, played the Warriors the last game of the year. And uh, Draymond Green said afterwards, uh, after they beat the Warriors in the last game of the year, uh, they said hey, Draymond was like, man, I don't want to play these Kings uh, in, a se- in a five or seven game series. They're going to be tough to beat. Um, and so I think that... Uh, even though the national narrative on the Kings is a little bit, uh, a little skewed, um, I think that's always been the goal is the play in. And if we get that one game, I mean, like anything can happen in that one game. We've, uh, you know, we've beaten some of the best teams in the NBA. We've lost to some of the worst teams in the NBA. Um, and so I think that just having that one game and then, then, the, then the next kind of play in uh, two out of three will be a, uh, be a big goal for those Sacramento Kings and uh, keep them on the right path towards their playoff hopes in the next few years. I mean, it's been since 05, 06 since we've made the playoffs. Rick Adelman was our coach back then. Kenny Thomas was getting double-doubles for us. So, yeah, long time, long time coming. Let me have you address this. Uh, We've got – well, we've got 10 minutes before we switch to Clippers, so let's take up about five of them. Uh, I I wanted to get your thoughts on this. When I looked at this bonus trade – I liked it. I liked it a lot for the Kings. I love the fan base. I love what they're doing there. You talked about changing the culture. I think that's so important. I look at Sabonis as cut from the same mold as a Chris Webber. I'm not comparing the two at all. Chris Webber was you know, a phenomenal basketball player. But when I think of who Chris Webber was for the Sacramento Kings, a forward who could shoot, who could distribute, who was exciting, um, I see that kind of potential in Sabonis. I don't think he'll ever get there, but he's cut from the same mold. What do you think? I agree completely. And I think almost Sabonis, just like in biomechanical terms, is a better runner of the floor than Weber. You know, Weber had that huge body. Weber was a huge guy. Right. Um, And a little bit, you know, he was able to use that body and run up the floor, pass, distribute. Uh, But I think that Sabonis' game is even more of that. Fits what the Kings have been wanting to do. 
um, since the beginning of the Luke Walton era and after that with Alvin Gentry. Um, they really want to run the floor, push the ball. And uh, that's what's great about DeMontis Sabonis. He can run that ball up the floor, distribute it. Um, and he's, like I said before, he's averaging five assists a game as a big man. Yeah, right. um, that's pretty big time. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good, too, that Justin Holiday came over. I saw a stat where I think 30 – uh, maybe 32% of uh, Sabonis' assists this year have gone to Justin Holiday, um, And so they spoke about how they were uh, excited to come over as a group, a little bit easier to acclimate. Uh, but they were talking about running. They were talking about high IQ. Um, I think that's one thing that this this trade really added. Um, not to knock on Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley, but honestly two of the lowest IQ basketball players I've seen recently. Um, just just not – and th- that was just a big upgrade for the Kings. Right. Um, big upgrade. Uh, that's right. national narrative. Uh, I heard a clip from Jalen and Jacoby on uh, ESPN the other day. They were saying, you know, a lot of people have been saying the Kings have been getting fleeced by this trade. Um, but uh, some people, Jalen Jacoby even mentioned that the league should look into this as like the Kings tanking too hard. And I was saying, man, like, wow. they haven't watched the Kings in years. Uh, Buddy Heel can stuff the stat sheet and people cannot watch the games and see, oh, yeah, man, he hit those threes. He's right. second behind Steph Curry. Right. Um, but if you watch it, he he just doesn't make great plays. Uh, makes a made a lot of money, um, and I think this is just a great addition by subtraction. And uh, yeah, it's all around, all around a great thing for that play and push, and then hopefully a playoff berth. But if not, next year retooling for that, that playoff berth. So, I think, and again, I don't want to speak for the national media, but I think the general consensus there is is just giving up on Tyrese Halliburton this early. Um, do you think it was a situation where you got to give up something to get something? I mean, you're not going to get an all-star without giving up somebody who has that potential. That's just not how the game works. Um, or, or, you know, did the Kings give up on, on Tyrese Halliburton too early? You know, I think Tyrese Halliburton, like I said before, is going to be a future all-star and a pivotal, a pivotal member of a playoff team. Um, but like I said before as well, the Kings had a great problem in having too many good point guards. Um, and I always, I think too, that like maybe they could have traded De'Aaron Fox and not put in Buddy Heald um, into that trade. But I think honestly, part of the biggest part of that trade was getting rid of Buddy Heald, getting, getting a new, new change of scenery. Um, and I think that if you had to choose between the two, um, I was on the fence too, man. I love Halliburton. He yeah. loved the Sacramento Kings. He loved that fan base. Um, you could tell he said that he was pretty ticked off and a little surprised when he got traded. Um, which is, you know, it's, he's a 21 year old dude. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably think the same thing. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, we were in a, we were in a tough spot, but, um, watching the Kings play this year, uh, and having Halliburton and Fox on the floor at the same time, you know, it's just their first year together, or, you know, one and a half years. Um, but they really didn't mesh all that well. Um, I think that I saw where uh, Tyrese Halliburton had like just run into 300 assists on the year and only like 30 of them were to De'Aaron Fox. And so just with the flow of the offense and how the team is built, I think that adding to, uh, Sabonis next to Fox is just so huge. And having to give up Halliburton is unfortunate, but being able to get rid of Buddy Heald and Tristan Thompson along with that would be better to me. The, po- the question I've posed to people is, would you rather have traded Fox straight up for Sabonis, Holiday, and Lamb? or the trade that we did. Um, and I think for right now and for the future, uh, this fits us better. So, um, and I think also having Davion Mitchell, uh, who was uh, the ninth overall pick this year out of Baylor, um, has been won a state championship in high school with Georgia, uh, won a national championship, defensive player of the year, um, and also won a summer league championship with the Kings. He's going to be turned, he's going to turn into a great NBA, uh, you know, role player, um, can defend, 
uh, one through three, even some four guys out there. Um, so I'd say keep, keep your eye on them. And I think that the duo of Mitchell and Fox kind of uh, interspersing each other uh, will be a little bit better now and later than Halliburton and Mitchell. Um, but, you know, it's, it's tough to see Mitchell or Halliburton go, one of my favorite players on the Kings. Uh, but I think it was one of those things where you got to like, take advantage of the situation while you have it. And, I mean, Landon Sabonis, Holiday, and Lamb, pretty big time. So, yep. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm going to defer. I'm going to give the last word to Akeem and Steve. If you guys got a final question, we've got probably just about two more minutes. Steve, go ahead. Well, I just, I'm curious. And what I read, um, there was a lot of rumor that Julius Randle was going to be traded for Fox. What was the uh, reaction out in Sacramento to that uh, rumor? I would say that was a mixed reaction for sure. Um, the Sabonis uh, trade has gone over a lot better than the reaction to the, the Randall for Fox trade. A lot of people stated that uh, we didn't need another guy who was, you know, uh, making a scene on the sideline, like kind of came out the last couple of days with uh, Julius Randall kind of disregarding a, an assistant coach on the sidelines and being a little disrespectful. Um, and I think to the age thing kind of comes in. Um, and I mean, if that trades out there that we got, I mean, Sabonis is a, I think he just fits in so well with the Sacramento Kings and what we got going on right now. Um, I think that Monty McNair really was getting a lot of hate um, from the Kings fan base saying that he hasn't done anything since he's been here. And this, uh, he really changed the franchise with these, uh, with these two trades with the Sabonis trade and then also uh, tra- trading Bagley out. So um, I think that the, uh, the, the fan, the fan reaction to the Julius Randle trade was they wanted to change, but I think overall they were pretty the, the rabid and sometimes a little overzealous Kings uh, Kings fan base even was a, a little skeptical on that trade, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, but that was a great question right there. Akeem, the last word's yours. Tom, how do you feel about uh, Fox and Sabonis fit together in terms of their playing style? Oh, I think they fit together very well. Uh, dribble handoffs. Um, Sabonis is a good passer uh, and can kind of create his own shot. So I think that um, they'll be able to space the floor well. And I think one of the biggest things that the Kings have talked about since like the Dave Yeager days in 2018-19 has been run, 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 run. And uh, Justin Holiday was talking about it in his post-game press conference last night. He was saying, you know, we're going to be able to run right here. Um, and uh, Alvin Gentry has shown over his coaching career that he likes to play with fast pace. Um and uh, he coached Justin Holiday back in the Warriors days uh, when Justin Holiday was a young warrior. And so I think that they'll fit well on the fast break and in the half court offense. And I mean, there is this great photo of them and uh, Fox and Sabonis embracing after the game. And it just looked like Fox finally was like, man, I finally got someone in Sacramento who can help me out like a veteran uh, guy who like they find who can, uh, you know, be the all-star on the Kings when everyone wants De'Aaron Fox to be that, uh, be that all-star and whatnot. So I think it's taken a lot of pressure off Fox and giving him a, uh, a tool in a four five guy that uh, they didn't have before where Halliburton's a great, uh, great player and going to be a better player, but he didn't fit that, that need of having a, a non-guard star, if you will. So I think that yeah, adding- a bit redundant. Exactly, exactly. A good problem to have, uh, but a bit redundant. So I think it really spaces out the floor, gives them a lot more options on offense and defense. And do, you, as well. do you think they'll play Sabonis at the four or the five? Um, you know, I think it's a lot going to be dictated on what the other team does. I don't think the Kings quite have that reputation or the uh, the roster to make other teams uh, change their lineup for what the Kings put on the floor. Um, but I think the Kings have a good array of, you know, Rashawn Holmes is one of the one of the better pick and roll um, scores in the lane last year uh, and has a really high uh, field goal percentage. So I think him coming off the bench and 
whatever they need to do per the other team's lineup, whether he's playing the four, uh, whether Sabonis is playing the four in a smaller lineup, um, or playing the or excuse me, playing the four in a bigger lineup, or playing the five in a smaller lineup. I think the Kings can match up well, and if needed, they can dictate uh, what the other team's going to be putting on the floor. So I think it's going to give them a lot of options. Outstanding. Great recap. Outstanding. Just really fun talking to you, Tom. I'm glad we were able to connect. You can find Tom at Sacktown Crown on Twitter. Um, and forgive me for, for ending this kind of abruptly, but Jack is with us. It's time to talk Los Angeles Clippers basketball. So, Tom, I appreciate you at the time. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's is money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Beach Basket.